Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus says the Lord God, Because you are haughty of heart, you say, A God am I. I occupy a godly throne in the heart of the sea. And yet, you are a man and not a God. However, you may think yourself like a God. Oh yes, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that is beyond you. By your wisdom and your intelligence, you have made riches for yourself. You have put gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom applied to your trading, you have heaped up your riches. Your heart has grown haughty from your riches. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Because you have thought yourself to have the mind of a God, therefore I will bring against you foreigners, the most barbarous of nations. They shall draw their swords against your beauteous wisdom. They shall run them through your splendid apparel. They shall thrust you down to the pit, there to die a bloodied corpse in the heart of the sea. Will you then say, I am a god, when you face your murderers? No, you are a man, not a god. Hand it over to those who will slay you. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised at the hands of foreigners. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It is I who deal death and give life. It is I who deal death and give life. I would have said I will make an end of them and blot out their name from men's memories. Had I not feared the insolence of their enemies, feared that these foes would mistakenly boast. It is I who deal death and give life. Our own hand won the victory. The Lord had nothing to do with it, for they are a people devoid of reason, having no understanding. It is I who deal death and give life. How could one man rout a thousand, or two men put ten thousand to flight, unless it was because their rock sold them and the Lord delivered them up? It is I who deal death and give life. Close at hand is the day of their disaster and their doom is rushing upon them. Surely the Lord shall do justice for his people. On his servants he shall have pity. It is I who deal death and give life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men this is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, 
We have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man who is seated is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers or sisters, or father or mother or children or lands, for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, when we read the prophets, we see them speaking boldly to the kings, speaking boldly to those in power, whether kings of Israel and Judah, God's own people, or kings of the other nations who were causing trouble for them. They speak very forcefully about the haughtiness, about the pride, that infected the hearts of these kings. That kind of pride and haughtiness which are really at the center of all sin. And we see in this first reading today from Ezekiel, the prophet tearing aside the veil and looking right into the heart of the king and at the haughtiness that is there. You say, I am a God, but you are man, no God. I often say there are two simple truths everyone needs to learn in this life. Simple to understand, hard to live. They are, number one, there is a God. And number two, it isn't me. That sums up sanity and holiness, humility and the path of salvation. There is a God, but it isn't me. You are haughty of heart saying, I am a God. It reminds me of the prophet Isaiah also in his 14th chapter speaking to the king of Babylon and calling him Lucifer. You said in your heart, Isaiah says, I will ascend above the clouds. I will set up my throne on high. I will be like the Most High. I will be like God. That reminds us of something at the beginning of the Bible and at the end. At the beginning, the temptation to our first parents to sin. The temptation from the devil himself to commit the original sin was, you will be like gods. They were told not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It doesn't mean that they weren't supposed to know the difference between good and evil. Of course, we have to know that to be able to choose good and reject evil. No, it wasn't a matter of knowledge. It was a matter of deciding. The temptation was that they would think they decide morality. They decide what's right and what's wrong. You will be like gods. And so Isaiah called the king Lucifer because at the end of the scriptures, we see that war broke out in heaven, Revelation 12, and the one who was leading the faithful angels who would not rebel against God was called Michael. Now, Michael is a battle cry. The word means in Hebrew, who is like God? 
That's the response to that original temptation. You will be like gods. So that's the haughtiness of the king that Ezekiel warns in this prophecy, the prince of Tyre, and that Isaiah warns in his prophecy, the king of Babylon. You said in your heart, I will ascend, I will be like the Most High. He who exalts himself will be humbled, Jesus said. As these passages from the prophets reveal the thinking of the evil one, and the core of temptation. So in Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter 2, we see the thinking of the Holy One. Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped, but rather he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men. It was thus that he humbled himself obediently accepting even death, death on a cross. And therefore God highly exalted him. He who humbles himself goes down, becomes lowly, becomes a servant, gives his life. He who humbles himself shall be exalted. You see, this is the difference between the culture of death and the culture of life. In the culture of death, People say, my freedom, my rights, my body, my choice, my, my, my. It is my will. I will decide. I will be like the Most High. I will exalt myself. In the culture of life, we humble ourselves, obediently accepting God's will expressed in every human life, and say with Mary, fiat, let it be done to me according to your word. Not according to my decision to exalt my own rights, body and choice and freedom, but rather my decision to humble myself and accept, Lord, what your decision is. Your word, your will, your choice. As we pray, as we, as we do in this Mass for the protection of the unborn, and we should not hesitate, by the way, to make that prayer very specific. It's not just some generic, generic idea of the sanctity of all life. Of course, we embrace the sanctity of all life. But we have a particular problem because the unborn do not have the protection of their lives, unlike the born. We've got to pray for them specifically. Too many people hesitate. They feel like every time they talk about the unborn, they have to talk about every category of life under the sun. No. Pray specifically for an end to abortion. Pray specifically for the children in the womb. And then at other times, you can pray specifically for other groups of people who are in need. There's nothing wrong with praying specifically. Let's pray for that attitude of accepting the Lord's choice, not just exalting our own choice. This is the difference at the core between the culture of life and the culture of death, between holiness and sin. Lord, help us always to acknowledge you are God, we are not, and that in your choice and in your command of life, we find freedom and life eternal. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. 
To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.